can you maintain those belief systems much like the Skokie Nazis, you know, that they can be Nazis and they can assemble and and protest, but the second they start Nazi-ing other people, whatever, you know, whatever, I don't know what Illinois Nazis do. My perspective of Illinois Nazis- Nazi-ing as a verb. He says from Vienna. episode of Crossing Fades, where Christian and Mushroom talk religion and politics. Mushroom? Did you say mushroom? I did. I think I did. <laughs> I think you said mushroom. <laughs> Which maybe you've been telling yourself this a, all the whole a time. A Christian and a mushroom. <laughs> you know, you're like, no, he's not mushroom. Well, it's a mushroom. It's, that, it's, a, it's that, We're talking about foraging. Yeah, so maybe that's what well, you those, those kinds of Those kinds of natural... Uh, those natural um, uh, Let's say extracurricular activities are becoming more and more legal in the United States now. Anyway, so <clears throat> we're a Christian and a Muslim, not a mushroom, talk religion and politics. My name is Matt Hawkins. My friend is John Pinna. He is coming to us uh, on location from Vienna, Austria, yeah, um, again. And to be clear, not Vienna, Virginia, uh, which is an area that he and I uh, frequently um, would would work just outside of Washington D.C. It's the last, what is it, westmost stop on the Orange Line, I think, Vienna Fair. Yeah, I mean, you know, DMV um, area. Everybody kind of. I'm talking I, about I, the a bunch real of people. Vienna. Post. I posted, and because uh, I don't normally post, but I'm trying to do more posting. And uh, and a bunch of people were like, "Oh, you're you're so why? Let's go meet at this. Let's go meet. I'm going. I'm in Austria. They're like, <laughs> you, they go. I thought you were in Vienna. I go. They're it, it it there is a place the, the actual actual vienna the real vienna yeah, yeah. austria um so he is he is living it up both as an international man of mystery and uh also probably gaining a few pounds given the delightful pictures he's been posting of v, viennese cu- cuisine that i'm definitely jealous of um but he has sworn well it wasn't taking viennese. inspiration was back turkish. to his donut shop turkish yeah, that's right it was turkish, it was turkish. Well, yeah. i'll be honest with you i had a moment I, I, you know, Istanbul is my second home. And, and so I was, I was, I found this Turkish restaurant and, uh, Ali's here, Ali's in Vienna, which is uh, right down a couple blocks away. And I'll be honest with you, I had like a little moment ago. I missed, I missed Istanbul because that was like always my stop off point from going to all the not so nice places. Right. Uh-huh. And then, uh, and you know, so I had some kebab and sat down and I, and I was like, I was for a minute there. I thought I was going to hear a I thought I was going to hear the call to prayer because no one can belt out prayer. Like uh, the call to prayer, like the, like the Turks. But, uh, uh, and then I had some tea and then this old guy comes over, comes over and goes, are you okay? And I go, I'm having a little moment. You know, like, you know, he, was, he felt like somebody died. I go, ah, I haven't had like actual, you know, real kebab that made by, you know, and we have a, in, in believe it or not, in Houston, we have, we have Chef O, Cafe Maza, which is a, a Turkish, she's a Turkish lady, makes Turkish food, but uh-huh. she kind of panders to the, to the, you know, the Hudson Valley crew, which is fine, but, and she'll make things special requests, but, and it, it does make good Senate, which is their bread and everything else. But um, there's nothing like a bunch of old dudes that are, you know, just sitting in a garage somewhere making, you know, kebab beard in the bowl. You know what I mean? There's a, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing like that. You know, people always ask me, like, you know, I say, well, you know, if you, I can always tell somebody a real mo- right? What's that? You keep missing the flavor of the beard, right? That's that's what. The well, I can always tell when somebody up. if somebody's really Muslim because you know it's a it's a mix of like sort of uh, meat, the smell of cooking, like and smoke, and uh, uh, so a little bit of incense, 
and and a little bit of uh, personal flavor. You know that that's that's Islam. You know that's what Islam smells like. You know. So, but, but anyways, you know, uh, I I feel like we're being disingenuous when we plug the podcast as religion and politics because I think food comes up as often as religion and politics. We might need to it, add it, a third a third descriptor. I, I, when that, it's become a multi faith podcast now, where we because we we do talk with a lot of people. And then the other thing is, is that, you know, I'm always, I, I finish breakfast. I'm in the middle of breakfast and all I can think about is, okay, Mike, where's, what am I doing for lunch and what's going on? But we do talk a lot about food, you know, one of halal pork was one of our episodes. That's right. You're so, so, and you were, you were wanting to heckle me today because you're over uh, across the pond uh, doing your international man of mystery thing and uh, eating it up in Vienna. But then you're seeing headlines from the U S that um, are re the results of some primaries last week. And one of those was in Kansas and there was a pretty significant pro-life uh, moment, uh, or I say pro-life, there was a significant um, political moment in the abortion, the American abortion debate. And you wanted to heckle me on that today. Is that there's a couple of things. I mean, we had a we had an old uh, conversation from back in the day. This is before Roe versus Wade, and we were talking about the issue. And I, I mean, you and I agree that the constitutionality of abortion, whether it belongs in a in, as, in it in its is is questionable. Um, I mean, I my my mother, my sister would say under privacy is where it falls. Um, I I I. I had these debates with my sister about it. I go, well, it's a religious freedom issue because different faith groups believe in different, um, in abortion in different ways. You know, Islam is very specific on it. Uh, at least the scholars generally agree in, in with, with some certain rules associated with, uh, with, with abortion. You know, I think it's 120 days of gestation. Before 120 days of gestation, you have to have to be, it's a protection of the mother. If there's fetal anomalies before that, but basically before what's called insolment, you know, the, it becomes a person, there's, there's a soul, then, then it's okay. And, and it's appropriate with special dispensations of talking to not only the family, the doctor, but also faith leaders and, and coming up with a decision. Uh, but now that Roe versus Wade is done and it's at the States. And that's what you said to yeah. me, you said, Oh, well, it's, you know, the big fight is at the is a constitutional level, and then I'll go to the states, and the states decide. But now yeah. the states are deciding, and so that's why I right. thought of you. I go, well, Kansas, they decided to sort of maintain the status quo, like not deal with it, right? And and on a procedural sort of issue. But what is what is the fight? What is what's the fight at the state level look like from your perspective? And and maybe you could get into like what exactly happened and what. The, the 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 bounce back from your community because again it's we've had these conversations before and go from Muslim perspective it's like kind of a non-issue uh it, it's very specific it'll fall under religious freedom which is the first amendment of the constitution and i i figure that's where the fight is going to be uh at, at, the, at the when it comes to the as a constitutional issue you know and i know that i know the jewish community has is very specific about protecting the mother um and very specific about days and weeks and, you know, gestation and stuff like that. And I don't think anybody can go toe to toe with a different faith group. Yeah. But my, my, my mindset, when I was telling my mother, my sister about this, my sister predicted because she's a lawyer and she deals with these sort of roundtables was, well, people are just going to convert in and out of religion. And then, and that's going to be a problem. But I don't, I don't know what your take is on it from being on the fight. And I don't know what your take is about Kansas. So 
Yeah. So Kansas is is going to be a state states a state fight, but why? What happened? Right. Sure. So backing up, I want to read a little something that I wrote on the eve of the Dobbs decision. Uh, I wrote um, an article that has like six ideas for uh, pastors who are kind of like <clears throat> navigating their churches through this new um, this new era of the abortion uh, debate in America. Um, and one of the a few of the things I wrote, I'll skip a rock, I'll skip a rock across this. But what's quote, the bulleted list? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's um, well, so it's four pastors. The bulleted list, and I'll put it in the show notes, is uh, number one: lead your congregation to pray. And I have a section on how to pray specifically. And then I have number two, which is what I want to quote a little bit: is foster a policy aptitude that fights against apocalypticism and disenchantment. How many big words does that mean? Put in that. I'll tell what you. What does that, that. mean? I'll tell you in a minute. Uh, and then three, partner with a local pregnancy resource center. If you're not already, uh, if your church is, uh, ask them what their dream support and funding goals would be like and accomplish that. Um, don't rely on the, the pregnancy care director to inspire the congregation. That's kind of like in the weeds. Um, but then, uh, you know, I think a church ought, ought to discuss candidly, like we are, uh, what the political and cultural landscape how it is changing um, after Dobbs. So this is what I wrote unpublished uh, a couple days or a day before uh, the Dobbs decision. And one of the things I try to tell um, pastors with their churches is, look, um, at any kind of moment, whether it's the Dobbs Supreme Court decision or whether it's the Kansas primary decision last week, um, we're going to see endless media personalities and organizations will immediately engage in messaging, right, intended to influence public perception of what just happened, right? There are numerous reasons for that, and not all of them are terrible. Um, a lot of it's fundraising, though, and fear is really helpful for uh, marketing for yeah. donations, right? You and I both know that. Um, so basically, we I'm trying to get people to anticipate the apocalyptic rhetoric that happens uh. from partisan actors whenever something like Kansas or Dobbs happen. We're going to get a diet of that at least quarterly, I think for a while, maybe more frequently as these kind of decisions um, in different ways um, get some play at the state level. Um, it's just going to be, it's going to seem like chaos for a little while, right? So it'll, it'll appear like uh, the pro-choice side has a win. It'll appear like the pro-life side has a win. I think you're going to see a lot of these kind of popcorn uh, kind of things going around um, until we start to see some national trends. I think some trends will will manifest themselves and we'll see that, but it's too early for that. Right now, it's just going to be like um, little blips of data that we are trying to to understand accurately. And one of those is Kansas. You with me so far? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Um, so what happened in Kansas, and which I don't think is really going to happen significantly in the fall, maybe, um, but it was actually a ballot initiative, right? So you had language mm -hmm. on the ballot um, for every Kansas voter to, uh, on, on the question of whether or not to revise their state constitution uh, with regard to abortion policy. Now, it wasn't a direct abortion vote, okay, or policy. Yeah. It was whether or not to free up the Kansas legislature to regulate abortion. Okay. Right. Um, right now, it's basically there. My understanding, cursory, and what I've listened to is that Kansas um, <clears throat> basically holds that decision-making process at the court, and the legislature is presently not free to engage, which I think is pr it's a problem with civics, right? Because our it's a, the legislatures that are supposed to make the laws, right? Right. Um, We're supposed to codify and, it. 
Right. So a few things stand out. Number one, um, that's what it was. It was it was whether or not to free up the state legislature to enge- even have the conversation um, at all. It wasn't cha- it wasn't an explicit change to abortion policy um, that was on the ballot. Now that said, what's the status quo in Kansas? The status quo in Kansas is already f- it does have a number of restrictions um, that a lot of us feel are decently pro-life, okay? So you already have a limit, uh, a ban after 20 weeks gestation, uh, unless there's um, a case of the life of the mother or severely compromised physical health, right? So that's already um, on a scale of states with, um, and the the federal government with no restrictions, Kansas, it was already uh, fairly friendly. Um, And there are, I'll post in the show notes, um, an analysis from Guttmacher this summer. Guttmacher is the Planned Parenthood research arm. And so Mm -hmm. this is a pro-choice, pro-abortion think tank. Um, So I'm I'm kind of, I'm a pro-life guy sending you data from the other side, so to speak. And they list kind of the restrictions, the the current regime in Kansas. And what, what, Kansas voters in practice did uh, was vote for the status quo um, and includes a number of restrictions, including a patient has to receive um, some state directed counseling with a 24 hour waiting period for the procedure. Uh, Private insurance doesn't cover abortion um, unless um, it's in the case of life endangerment or unless individuals have purchased a separate rider at a different addition cost. So like there's all, all these things that there are already a, relatively speaking, a fairly restrictive abortion, um, mm. regime in, uh, in place and Kansas voted to basically not do anything. Just maintain it. Just maintain yeah. it. Um, now right. there are certain things like the, the poli sci people and the, the, the political wonks among us are looking at, and that is that apparently turnout was pretty significant um, for a primary, um, and um, the 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 ballot initiative lost significantly, like sixty forty. Hmm. Um, so it wasn't yeah. any. It was, that's a significant, you know, in yeah. contemporary politics. That's that's pretty. That's a pretty, pretty significant loss. Um, now there are other angles too. I I, I don't. I think some pro lifers uh, are using this as kind of an excuse. I think it's a mistake. Um, but it was the the ballot initiative is like a word salad. Like it was pretty jumbled um, and pretty uh, technical, right? And it was sure. it's like multiple clauses and. I don't have it in front of me right now, but it's it's not terribly clear. At the same time, you we kind of anticipate that on the ground there was plenty of signage and promotion and campaigning uh, with respect to that to make sure that everybody knew what what a yes and no vote meant. Um, but you know, as as a pro lifer for the advocacy war, I think the lesson is you can't take this stuff for granted, even though you have a red state with um, uh, restrictive already a restrictive abortion regime. Now that Dobbs has overturned Roe v. Wade, I think people are thinking through the civics of the matter in a very different way. Does that make sense? And I think yeah. you have to, you, we almost have to kind of revisit our rhetoric, kind of our rhetoric. Well, and, well also not, the state not that levels, the, yeah. very different. State, 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 state uh, legislatures and state laws are very is a very different game working at the state level. Governors play a, a big role in, in what in, in what hits the floor. There's a lot of in, a local engagement. You know, there's you know you have you know your some men, your aldermen, your all, all these people floating around. And uh, and you know I don't deal with the state level, and what little bit I have dealt with at the state level, it, it's more complex than the federal. <laughs> to be honest with yeah, you, it, it you know, it's like, I, I have right. no idea what's going on. 
and the constituencies are very, very different. The mobilization factors are very, very different. A lot of it has to do with like local stuff. How hospitals are funded, for example, is a big issue, right? So, um, and that's something that I know that that spins votes because okay, you know, we get funding that comes in because of this primary care, blah 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 blah. So, but when it comes to like Kansas, it wasn't just a temperature test because it really is a. It wasn't uh, to find out what was going on in one of the GOP states and figure out, okay, how are we going to get our sea legs? I mean, that, that's how I looked at it from weighing way on the outside. Um, you know, you and I discussed this issue. You know, you're, you're pro-life. Uh, you know, I, I think we, I did, I think I, we, we, we discussed some of my personal background. I mean, I'm, I, I believe that I, I'm like hyper, like just, just like you about personal liberty because I believe in our constitutional republic. But the problem is, is that you have now a person within a person and I and my for my personal experience of not being able to have a choice or have a say with someone who I was with who had who decided to have an abortion. Yeah. I'm like totally pro-life, you know, so like way out there, you know, what I mean? and traumatized to this day from that experience. Um, and 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 maybe if there was some other way we went about it, there would be something different. But I believe in personal choice. But the problem is, is what are you doing as a person? Right. And so my sister would say, well, the definition is when, it, when it is a person, is it a heartbeat? Is it this, is it that? And that sort of thing. Yeah. And different faith groups. We spoke a little bit about that belief, the, the idea of ensoulment. Right. But well, it wasn't just a temperature test with, with, with Kansas, because it kind of was a, a lazy attempt to address the issue and to see what was going on in a I would say a GOP loyalist state uh, to figure out what was going on. Yeah. I mean, am I wrong? No. You no. know, like, like, like there wasn't any real law in the books. They kind of said, what are we going to do? Let's put this up for vote. Let's see, let's take the temperature of our citizenship, citizenry, and then go from there. Yeah. And I, and I yeah. And I, so I, I say this, this is, this is my commentary over in Tennessee, looking in the Kansas uh, somewhat, you know, my, morning quarterbacking here um and so i'm not i'm not like really intimately familiar with uh what the pro-life movement in kansas was was doing um but it certainly has the appearance that they definitely didn't uh this was maybe not a fully baked strategy um right i mean i i'm with them yeah. on the goals right there's no question about that but when you lose 60 to 40 in a in a red state that already has pretty significant pretty robust abortion restrictions that ought to give you pause about <laughs> what we thought was going to happen and and what uh kansas folks thought was necessary um to get that changed right um and i just think i think it underscores that i you remember um you remember when it was obama the obama years and Republicans for years were railing against Obamacare, right? They were they marketed yeah. for like eight years of the of Obama uh, thing that they were going to come in. And once they got their new president, they were going to yeah, overturn, overturn Obama, overturn, yeah. right, right? Well, we all know how that ended up. Um, but if you remember, and they took multiple votes, even while Obama was president, right? They've passed multiple legislations that was supposed to be the example yep. of healthcare reform um, in the event they had, they had a friendly signature to sign it, right? Yeah. Well, you'll remember this line from that era when Trump was finally in an office and Republicans weren't doing anything um, on uh, on um, healthcare or some other issues. You've heard this line before. What would they say? We're we're firing with live bullets now. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. So that was yeah. a, that was a tell. It was an excuse, yeah. number one, to be like, uh, well, because we were like, you already passed it. Like it's in text. You've passed it in previous iterations of Congress, previous sessions right. of Congress. Why don't you just pass that now? And there was there all there's all of a sudden a oh, well, yeah. we're firing with live rounds now, which means they have to actually deliver on policy. I think yeah. that, um, and I say this just objectively. I think there might be some of that happening i think that's might have happened at kansas and i think we might see that um here on out at the state level in some of these decisions because a pro-life vote in the past when roe v wade was still the law of the land republicans in particular pro-life uh, legislators they could vote for pro-life bills all day long and it didn't right. matter because it was all yeah, symbolic because yeah uh and it had it had very little chance of actually getting signed into law so now you have a situation where number one i think now that everybody knows uh that dobbs happened and roe v wade is no more there may be even even among people i think who are kind of like centrist and might be yeah. willing to um engage on and, and kind of negotiate um uh, some abortion restrictions at the state level i think there's probably kind of a reaction to the overturning of Roe v. Wade, where people are like, wait a minute, this is stuff's not going to happen as automatically as maybe the pro-life community thought. Does all that make sense so far? Yeah, you know, I, th I, I mean, I think that, like I said, it, it becomes very dicey at the state level. I don't think that the, the pro-choice crowd should, should take their states for granted because even in New York, you know, the majority of New York state is country. You know, a lot of people don't think that, but second you go north, you know, you've got Poughkeepsie, which is midpoint between Albany and and uh, and the city. And then you've got, you know, west all the way out to to, to Buffalo. And all those towns are um, in, in in New York are relatively rural uh, yeah. and 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 pro Trump territory, you know, pro Trump, pro GOP, you know, um, and and it's, you know, there is I mean, even. It was so conservative in it's so conservative in the Hudson Valley that the, the Jews are Republican, right? Two assemblymen, you know, Steve Saland and, and and Mark Miller were assemblymen that were they they were Jewish and they were Republican. So that's how conservative it is in the Hudson Valley, just where I'm at where I'm at. Uh, and so I think they gotta be very, very careful in even in states not to take it for granted because I think there's gonna be a fight even in states like New York. You know, and then yeah. there's, it complicates things with other issues. Like all the rural New Yorkers feel like they're paying for New York City, and they are. Yeah. You know, our taxes go get sapped into New York City, and then and we don't we don't you know our roads are this way and that way, and this is what's happening. And that's something that's an issue that I think will get tangled up in in the idea of the identity of rural New York, for example. Um, but Kansas, you know, I think that it's touted as well as a win. When I was talking with my sister about it, and I was talking to some people, they're like, this is a big win for us. Like, I was like, it, it, I think it's a temperature test. And, and I, and I'd be honest with you. I think that uh, no one really knows how to strategize, strategize at the state level with live bullets, as we say, you know? Yeah. And I think the Republican uh, uh, sort of mandate is going to have to be revised to deal with local politics and the local issues and also the stacking of, of those issues at, a, at the rural level, particularly, like I said, in New York, you know, someone's going to bundle it. Somebody's going to bundle it with, you know, we're paying for the city. You want to know what the all, most of the abortions are in the city. You want to know what we're rural. This is what's going I And I already know that that's what's happening. And, I, in, and this is New York, right? So, yeah. uh, and 
I always say to my sister and, 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 and my mother, I always say to them, like, you guys just have no idea the forces you're meddling with when it comes to the GOP. They just have no idea, you know, like the, the, the Dems just can't get it together. They have no spokespeople. They have no people that, that, that really are setting an agenda. They can never, they can never rock it back at the GOP appropriately. Um, they just don't, they're strategists. I, I, it's, it's embarrassing to, 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 if you were to call yourself a strategist at the, at yeah. the, um, at the democratic party. But I think that you guys, I feel like it was a temperature test, you know, and and I feel like it's like a no harm, no foul. And there's there's already it's already re- relatively restrictive there. So what do you right. you know, so it is it, it, it's one of those things where you got more information and more intelligence for the next time go around. And is that is that take, you know, sort of spot on or no? Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. I, I think we have we have more more information. Uh, I think it, it changes. Um, since Dobbs, I think it just uh, continues for both, you know, pro-choice and pro-life advocates. Uh, I think it's it's more data to consider, um, but it's not sufficient, right? It's not sufficient to really understand where this is playing out. Um, I know, like, the, the Democrats are going to be we're, we're very excited about the Kansas decision because they think it's going to translate into energy in the fall midterm, uh, the November midterms. I don't think that's the case necessarily. Um, I think it's too early to tell that. And you're not going to have a specific abortion related. Um, you're not going to have enough ballot initiatives that are specifically on abortion decisions uh, to necessarily spike midterm participation. Right. You're going to have you're going to have Republicans, Democrats and Republicans who are pro-life and Democrats who are pro-choice and all that kind of stuff. But it's going to be uh, that's a, at least one tier removed from like this is on the ballot. And every voter gets to uh, opine, um, but I think I think you're right. So I'd, um, it's both very very super, you know, it's super interesting, and also the you know the sky is not falling, um, nor is it, uh, nor is anyone walking away with a with the an obvious win. I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that we, you know, but the state now that now I, th- I think now the state battlegrounds are going to be well, battle lines are going to start start forming. But again, I, I don't think anybody really knows how to yeah. approach it um because I mean, and it and, and because it's like these legislators were kind of like well it's a constitutional issue it's not my thing now they it has to be their thing right right they got to right. duke it well, out yeah it's yeah it's and it, it's supposed to be that thing like it's for for you and i are both kind of you know we're big into american civics and we we under we like federalism generally and we like limit you know um balance of powers um this whole process since dobbs is about civics and balance of powers and federalism. And so on the one hand, um, if you if you were a pro-choice voter or advocate and you liked that you could get an abortion in Kansas up to 20 weeks, then I understand why you voted against the, uh, the ballot referendum. Right. But if you were pro-choice and were discontent with the restrictions in Kansas, then you should have voted for the referendum because that would have freed up a legislature to change the rules and right. maybe lighten yeah. the restrictions. But you're presuming that Kansas has a, a predominantly Republican um, legislature and that they were not going to get any less restrictive on abortions. They were probably only going to get more restrictive. So it's a little bit of a calculation, right? I mean, um, yeah. if, if, if after Dobbs, you're a pro-choice uh, per voter and you're thinking, well, I, I'm discontent with how Kansas regulates abortion currently um, and the federal government just gave them uh, permission 
to keep the status quo basically uh mm-hmm. like you either you either get you either if you voted yes for the against the referendum then you voted for the status quo which is pretty restrictive uh in in among the states um and you should but if you wanted your legislature to duke it out and come to some kind of um negotiated agreement about uh, between pro-lifers and pro-choice folks you're not getting that now because it's yeah. just locked in the status quo yeah i think that it's we're all gonna... fascinating no well i mean what it, i mean the way in which you're describing like the reverse vote how it should have worked in that state but you know that obviously there's major concerns i think that the battleground states are going to be like new york to be honest with you because i think that there's going to be like i said stacking of issues i think rural uh, New York is gonna is gonna start really pushing for how to deal with the the larger cities that are really sapping a lot of funds out of the rural out of the, the, the rural communities, and a lot of those funds go into programs that people don't believe in, you know, and so um, I, I don't know exactly you know what what that's gonna, how that's gonna shake out, but in, like I said, in New York, some of the conversations are happening, and like I said, I'm I'm somebody who's not just a wonk. I own a business, right? So people come in all the time with their their stuff. I mean, I get guys that come in and say, "How much ammunition do you have? Are you ready for the apocalypse?" You know, I get that all the time, and then I get people that talk about well, where do you stand on this and where do you stand on that, and I'm like, it's all about Bobka diplomacy. I'll tell you that right now, you know. So, um, but. As I, but if you need to have my, if you want to know my views, generally they're online on the podcast. But so, I, I, like I said, I think we just kind of, I, I the reason why I, I, I wanted to ping you on this was because you look at this from a really different perspective. I think, like I said, we're essentially two dudes who are, you know, hyper for individual freedom, right? So we believe in the constitutional public, individual liberty. And, and you're, but you're pro-life, right? And and I have to, I have to say I'm pro-life because of my personal experiences and my personal trauma associated with abortion. Uh, and I do believe in, in and I, but I'm also a religious freedom advocate and so are you. So if someone's faith says this, then I, it falls in the first amendment. And I'm like, you know, these are non-negotiable elements because we're religious yeah. freedom advocates. So, so like, where do you sit on that as, and as a pro-life and maybe, you know, as your pro-life, but if, you know, like the Jewish community says something specific, there's a consensus within the Muslim community among scholars, you know, that 120 days of, uh, of gestation, uh, fetal anomalies, uh, mother could be trauma, but there's also built in, baked in processes where you have to talk to the faith, your faith leader, your, your, your parents, you know, the community, things got to, people got to come to bear for this decision to be made. It's not just a single person's decision. It has to be, part of the collective within that inner circle, whatever that might be within a Muslim family. Um, but where do you sit on the first amendment coming to bear? Yeah. Uh, being a pro-life guy and, and well, being an evangelical. I mean, like, yeah. I, well, you know, it, what, it, it just circles back to the first question about abortion, which is what is the unborn? Right. And uh, when, when do we all understand that life is a, a particular life is deserving of um, the right to life. And my argument and, and, and that of the most of the pro-life community is the only, the only objective point during gestation to make that decision is fertilization. Um, 
or conception, if depending upon what language you want to use with it. Um, uh, there, sometimes that's splitting hair, sometimes it's not. Um, but uh, if we, you know, at, at, as soon as that egg and sperm are joined, that's new DNA. It's a, it's a DNA that's not its mom's and it's not its dad's. Um, right. and, uh, and scientifically speaking, uh, biologically speaking, I don't, I don't, I don't see how there's a more objective moment, uh, to make that judgment call anywhere along, uh, anywhere along that just, uh, that, um, <clears throat> Uh, that development um is it a heartbeat is it uh you know wiggling fingers um all of which happens very early on earlier than most uh states uh um, restrict abortion is it you know the 20 week approximation is kind of based loosely on uh when an abortion or when a fetus is believed to be able to feel pain so it's the pain capable threshold um but you know hmm. beating heart Beating heart's hard to argue, um, but being I able think, to live yeah, outside but, the body. Right? Some people say well, there's all different yeah, types of I mean, the, so, you know, like so the brain activity. activity. Yeah, yeah, so the vi that viability thing is, is a big question that I'll viability. That's it. My, my sister says but, that all the time. Yeah, sure. You know, but that's that's a sliding scale. Um, so biologically, medically speaking, viability is a is a very sliding scale, right? Yeah. Um, because and it's it's viability concept is dangerous outside the womb. Um, once, you know, are we to say that somebody who, um, is, uh, you know, paralyzed, um, because, and they are quote dependent, right. They're not viable right. on their own. Um, do we decide that person has no, no more, has no more uh, right to life? Um, I don't think we want to make that argument. And even in the context of medical care, the viability is a sliding scale, right? Um, if you're premature at, you know, 30 something weeks, it's my, my own child was, um, <clears throat> premature. I think, I think at like, um, 36 weeks, 34 to 36 weeks, something like that. Uh, she was in the NICU for 10 days. She's healthy. You wouldn't be able to tell that she was a, a preemie at all. She's super healthy. Um, in that 30 week territory, um, if you, if, uh, if the mother delivers early, um, the odds now are pretty good that that baby's uh, right. going to live they're not viable without medical care. Right. right. Um, but now, now that's well, well deep into the, uh, 20 weeks, early 20 weeks, um, use yeah. can sustain uh, a baby. Um, so that, that viability thing, I, that's historic. I understand where that came from, but that came out of like, you know, early to mid 20th century. Um, we know a whole lot more. We are far more technologically advanced uh, and, and scientifically advanced to understand what exactly is happening in the womb um, uh, at, at all those stages, in, including uh, the genetic makeup as soon as that yeah. egg is fertilized. Um, and I think it's just a new territory. I think the, the viability argument when really tested and put under scrutiny, number one, it's a sliding scale. And number one, it comes from a, an era that's, I think, that frankly, the scientific and medical knowledge is archaic. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean, my sister will talk about viability all the time and, and, and go in and I tell her and, and talk about her rights, her body. And I say, well, look, I, I'm all about individual rights. I, I you know, I, I would like somebody to tell, start talking about how, you know, selective service, you know, we have to, we have to sign up for selective service and, and you can't get a job or I can't get a job unless we're signed up. It, and, you know, whether it's federal and that, so we don't have, you know, autonomy over our bodies when it comes to selective service and, or, and we have mandatory paternity tests, you know, that's, that's something that we don't have. 
And that's something that, that well, you know, yeah. we don't have this, to control. This is, but those, this is a little, those aren't this is a part little, of the argument. Yeah, sure. This is a little bit of a, a tangent, um, a little bit of a rabbit trail from our primary topic that we need to wrap up. But I, I will say this, the, um, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of, messaging for the pro-choice community um, highlights things like, well, we're going to, you know, make sure that uh, fathers are held uh, to their obligations and uh, going to, you know, uh, have yeah. to participate in fathering and at least supporting financially. Pro-life people, as if that's going to like own the pro-life side, it, the pro-life people are like, yes, let's do that. <laughs> let's, <Yeah. laughs> let's hold fathers accountable and, uh, and, and hold them to their uh, commitments to uh, the children, their obligations well, to the children that, that they fathered. That's pro-life people will come to the table and negotiate and happily, happily yeah. legislate with pro-choice folks well, when on I, that topic. You, you know, when I talk about it, when it but, and, and that's, that's my point is when it comes to individual like autonomy of the body that, you know, that where the government should be telling you to do stuff, it's a, it's a, it's a good argument. Um, if, if you don't carry a life with you, now, like I was saying, when it comes to, um, the draft and when it comes to the sector service or when it comes to mandatory paternity tests or what, but when, and when, but when it comes to another life, then you start getting into this weird, this weird area where you got two entities. Right. And, and so now what, how do you, you know, that, that idea of when, you know, what is, what was the, what was the term? What were we talking about? Um, viability. Viability, you know, so, you know, we try to figure that out. And then I, again, I, I think the, I told my sister, I said, if you're going to argue against this religious freedom issue, it's first amendment issue. But the problem is, is that once you decide on where this falls, viability, life, whatever, the problem is, is that you can't strip someone of their religious beliefs. Yeah. And well, so, and 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 you and I both know, like we're we're religious liberty advocates. Some might say religious yeah. liberty fanatics. Um, but you and I, neither you or I, think there are uh, that there aren't any limits to religious freedom. Um, right. We 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 routinely, um, you know, you know, human sacrifice. Um, in, Look, in most, ISIS is a doomsday the most, cult. There, yeah, you know, exactly. know what? There's limits. Yeah, you know, exactly. Know what? There, there, there are you know, limits. Al Qaeda is a doomsday cult, and you know they. You know, the, the AB, which, you know, all these, they're doomsday cults. And so therefore, you know, they can't, you can't, the religious freedom doesn't extend to, um, I mean, you can believe whatever you want. You can be a Wahhabi and not be violent or a Salafi and not be violent. So can you maintain those belief systems much like the Skokie Nazis, you know, that they can be Nazis and they can assemble and, a pro and protest, but you know, the second they start, Naziing other people, whatever, whatever you know, whatever. I don't know what Illinois Nazis do. My perspective of Illinois Nazi like, as a verb. He well, says like, from it's, Vienna, it's, but it's like ninety percent of it's from the Blues Brothers. I, I really don't know. I'll, I'll just be honest with you. I have no idea. You know, like what's going on with Illinois Nazis. But okay, it's Skokie. You know, it's that's their that's their jam. That's what they do. But I, apparently, they had a big flare up in like the seventies and eighties, and now I think they're they're you know you know, part of the community somehow. I don't, I don't know, but I imagine there's like a lot of flags there and people walk around armbands. I don't know. So, um, but Skokie is just, that's what they do. So, but they're not hurting anybody, but I'm sure there's not peppering of, of you know, of Nazis there, you know, doing, you know, whatever, what have you. But, um, but I think that we've got, 
I, I, it's such a difficult decision when you talk about two people, like another yeah. being, another life. Absolutely. We, we have to it, recon, rec, reconcile. We have to be able to re wrestle with that. Uh, and frankly, like, like you're discussing and uh, like your sister, I think those are folks who uh, pro-lifers have to take seriously and do a lot of listening. Um, because, uh, you know, I think there's, because of how inundated we are with media and advocacy folks, um, and the politics of it all, um, we, we as pro-life people, and I think the majority of pro-life pro-choice voters, I say pro-choice voters as separate from kind of the, the pro-abortion industry, um, political powerhouse. Um, but if you talk to people who say they're pro-choice and they're voters, um, I think they're they're far more willing to embrace some abortion restrictions um, than than I think uh, kind of the, our assumptions might might be about them. Um, and the in Kansas could be a very interesting case in point. Like, you know, they they I mean, voted to been codify to the City? status quo. Uh, Kansas City in, in Missouri, you know, there's oh, part of it's in Missouri, the other part of it's in Kansas. Right. It's yeah. a wild time. You know what I mean? It's a wild time. Yeah. You know, like, I don't yeah. know, you know, so I, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of stuff happening in that state. But in any event, I appreciate your insight, because I'll just be honest with you, like, there's, like, I listen to a lot of different podcasts on both sides, right? So like Joe yeah, Rogan, sure. and, you know, like Matt Walsh, and we're, I'm listening to, you know, that those aren't both, you know, polar opposites right and so i to try to get stuff but no one's really getting into like the the meat and potatoes because there's a lot of slogans being thrown around a lot of rhetoric and so from our my perspective you know i work two practitioners talking about this stuff and and i i you know honestly to muddle through it as long as it doesn't affect the sugar daddy sugar baby relationship i'm fine so more or less you know so <laughs> killing me john <laughs> look, hey, poly, po think... look, American public policy changes slowly. Um, yeah. the, you get sparks and you get uh, kind of skirmishes and highlights, but the the arc of actual public policy that really stands the test of time is really slow and and frequently boring. This is the system. This is yeah. the system. This By is design. it. People have beliefs. They try yeah. to, and and now they got to duke it out. And our, and so I just have designed to yeah. re resist revolution. And that's what well, I, I, I mean, I just I saw these this thing that says man, now that the pro life is 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 uh, Roe versus Wade is overturned, it's going to be mandatory vasectomies for men. You know, like I saw this, I, I was like, um, cis men, I guess, just white dudes need to pay for universal health care, health care. Like it was just this long list of stuff, and I was like, I was like, you're not going to win anybody over with this. <laughs> like, no. like even if. No man is like they're not going to turn around and say you're so obsessed with your body you want to be you be free but now you don't want me to be free so you're going to impose medical restrictions on me as well like it doesn't it's not a winning argument and uh, listen to a few debates about how a bunch of uh, young ladies and I got to assume they were ladies because I don't I you know I don't know exactly what pronouns they were using at that time but the point was is that they were shutting down anybody who disagreed with them by saying you don't have any data and I go well you know being a person of whatever age and you're allowed to have an opinion and say, I don't want anybody to impose a vasectomy on me. You know what I mean? Like to conduct a medical treatment because you think that's okay and you're upset about something else. Therefore you're going to impose something that, that on me. So it's really strange stuff. But anyways, I appreciate chatting, man. Anytime, my friend. And enjoy all, right. all the Viennese pastries and the Turkish food you find. Uh, yeah, it's fine. I mean, honestly, I'm doing more of like more Turkish food, more of this. But I did have some German food today. I, I had some, uh, 
I had some steak tartare, which is like raw meat, but it's, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, it's made German style. So there's like a whole, yeah. there's a whole situation when the, you know, and it was a nice, um, uh, very large German lady again, not, you know, that, that she that turned around and she was making it for me and she was yeah. eyeballing me. Um, and I don't know, because I, I started getting nervous. I started thinking about Hansel and Gretel and I go, maybe I'm like an, an exotic fruit in this town. It's, she like wants to slice me thin and make tartar. sandwiches. Right. <laughs> you know, like maybe she's just feeding because it was just me and she was eyeballing me the whole time. And you know, I start you just see where I you know exactly where I go with that. I'm like, this is they got that handsome gravel came from this place. It came from Germany. And in that fairy tale, they all get eaten. Right. You know? It's not a like I don't know what is it's, it's not a happy ending. <laughs> it's not a happy Anyways, ending. I'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks for right, taking man. the time. Thanks, John.